Become best friends. Yep. Woo pig. Welcome to the High on the Hogs podcast. I'm waiting on you over there. Hi. Oh, no. You left me hanging on the winning game after a win, and you left me I hanging. I wasn't leaving you hanging. I was I building know. for suspense. Okay. Well, the Hogs have been building for suspense for 20 straight SEC games. Over a thousand days. And they finally did finally, it. Finally. A win. The Hogs, the Hogs win. Come back. To the W. They tried everything they could at the end of that game to give it away. They tried to give that away. I was sitting there going, I'm going to shoot somebody in Mississippi State. Wait, let me me clarify. Not going to be happening. Somebody in Fayetteville guaranteed came down with the run on Saturday night, bud. Yeah. Hopefully nobody on the football team. Right. The (laughs) offense tried to give that game away. Let's say that. Let's be – let's make sure we're specific. uh, Defense wins championships, wins football games. Um, It won that game. It wins SEC games Uh, for sure. yeah, uh, you got to have This it. time it did anyway. You have to. So, yeah, thank you, Chad Morris, for leaving us all this talent that we have <laughs> that you couldn't figure out how to use. And Barry Odom for coming on down from Missouri because they didn't think he was good enough to coach there. I'll take him all day long. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at that scenario, that situation right now. Excuse me. Chode Morris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is going to be a fun week, man. This is going to be so much fun. I, every every Razorback <laughs> fan right now that I think you see anywhere on social media, they're all person, high on the hogs. Everybody's high on the hogs. Everybody thinks that that Arkansas is just going to go down and smash Auburn. We're getting into that later. In the, I don't in the think podcast. we're going to smash Auburn. No, I, <laughs> Auburn's got some talent. Y'all got to wait. No, they're going to play it. Y'all got to wait till Friday to get my pick on that. But um, yeah, yeah, well, you've already got mine if you've been listening to the season. Yeah, but we'll, well, bold prediction, numero uno. Well, might. I'd be as bold now, but I, I called, it a, it's still I called a, it a while back. It's still a bold one. So before we start watching these highlights and going over the game as uh, as we saw it and some of our thoughts, especially from the defensive side um, and, and that, I want to go over the numbers real quick because when you look at the numbers from this game, like if you were just a stat looker and you looked at everything from there down and you took that part out on the top, I'm pretty sure you're going to say Arkansas lost this game. Like Arkansas got beat like a drum. 10 out of 10. They, they, Arkansas trailed in the first down category by seven. We were worse on third down, worse on fourth down, had 125 less total yards, had 101 less total passing yards. We gained, what was it, 1.7 yards per carry. What did we talk about before this game? That <laughs> run the ball, run, run the, the ball, ball, run the ball. We ran 37 times for 63 yards. That's awesome. Um, which said you know, no one. Mississippi ever. State only ran for 3.6 a pop when they did run, which amazingly, they ran the ball 24 times off after a week of only running nine against well, LSU. Man-to-man defense from LSU kind of kind of allowed them to do whatever they wanted to do in a passing game, hence the 623 yards of passing Yes, in his first SEC game by K.J. Costello. Yes. The kid's a stud, but when you, you game plan like Odom did and said, yeah, I'm going to go up here and use the uh, Washington Huskies philosophy of drop eight and rush three for the entire game and bring a blitz every now and then. More of the uh, then than the now. Yeah. 
Well, and you make a good point. They didn't have to blitz a lot. No. Like, if you watch the middle between Marshall and Kelly. keep it in front of you. That's well, it. Marshall and Kelly did a great job of really penetrating in the middle. Now, they, they were able to get some pressure on Costello throughout the night, which was really impressive. It would have been really nice to have had Mr. Coates and Mr. Gerald down there. I think that would have helped out a bunch. Yeah, and i got a feeling we're going to miss them for another week. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. doesn't sound good for some of the injured guys. We'll go ahead and we'll, a bunch of them. It, well, let me finish these numbers real quick, though. Penalties were about the same. Uh, we did lose that battle. Five penalties for 40 yards. We won the turnover battle, four to two. Pick six. Uh, yeah, the big pick six, no doubt. In time of possession, we got killed on 13 more minutes of time of possession from Mississippi State. Yeah, but a couple of their, you know, the whole deal with trying to slow down that air rate is to dink and dunk and keep it in front of you and let them get down there where they're above 13 to 15 plays to where they make a mistake. And they had one of the, I think they had a 20-play drive for a touchdown. Yeah, I was sitting here If I remember right. That's insane. So when, yeah, so when Mississippi State scored, they had a 15-play drive and a... 20-play or 23, something like it. 15 plays, 75 yards was their first drive. And where did Mississippi State score anymore? They scored in the second half. I'm not there. Okay, let's just keep going. There we go. Yeah, so a 14-play drive. So a 15 and a 14-play drive for their two touchdowns. I stand corrected. You weren't too far off. But that's still, 15, I mean, 20. that's not what Mississippi State wants no, to do. No, they want to score in three or four plays now, and get off the field. Last year's Mississippi State might have wanted to do that. Yeah. This year's Mississippi State did not. I got a big thinking that uh, old Colin Hill sitting on the bench might have had a lot to do with this, too. Yes. Colin Hill being out was Yeah. Then again, I mean, you could say the same thing for Burks and Boyd both being out, too. Yeah. And we lost Boyd early with early, early. first drive. And he was rolling. Yes. He, he, he looked, looked, he looked really good. good. With him, you'd have probably put another score or maybe even two scores up on the board for us. I think. Well, I'll say this. With Rakeem Boyd on the field, we would have scored after that first drive. Uh, so, yeah. I don't think you would have seen... Well, because he got hurt and then they brought KJ and all the backups in, which made zero sense. I don't know why you don't put Franks in there and let him run it, but that's another uh, subject for a little bit later. We'll get into that in just We a bit. will talk about that here soon. So I didn't understand that that possession no, at all. not at all. Uh, but overall, team stats, total numbers, I mean, Arkansas seemed to uh, really handle business. or didn't. It looks like they lost this game when you look at the numbers overall, but uh, the difference in the game, obviously, the pick six by Greg Brooks early. You know, both teams scored 14 points offensively. Defense won it I, before this game. I picked so I picked Arkansas on our preview pod to win this game. I did too, and but I picked forty five to thirty eight. I definitely did not see a twenty one fourteen. I game. picked uh, what was it 35, 35 31, I think is what I win. You think about it. The total didn't even hardly get to that. No, thirty five points was the total. Well, I mean, like I said, you take out <laughs> look who you lost. I mean, you literally took out both. Uh, basically, first team all SEC running back and the second team all SEC running back and an all SEC receiver. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Like within a half a football, really, I mean, the, the running backs were done, you know, first drive almost on both of them. That was it. Yeah. So let's jump into this because we got to get through this part pretty quick because we got a pretty awesome guest coming yeah, up with us here do. in the second segment. Cool for sure. So we're going to break this up into some segments tonight. But I'm going to jump over here if this will play. We have about. Uh, all right, so we'll let this play a little bit on the low, on the bottom end there, but that may be too much. Can you hear it? They don't need to hear it. Just ah, fiddle faddle. Because they can't see it. But I want to, number one, thank War Machine for his YouTube highlights. They're always that a lot of fun to watch. Awesome. This is the big play of the game. I mean, right off the bat. Um, 69 yard. As a matter, matter of fact, why don't you just, here, let's back that up. Let's just back this up. And we'll just, we'll just go ahead and jump right into this here. 
Let me, let me stop this. I need you to turn that up for me a little bit. Give it. And let me jump I over. I got all the volumes. All right, well, you don't need all the volume. Well, you do right now. Woo pig. All right, let's get over here. Greg Brooks started all the games as a freshman for so, uh, a year. Go. Our, our new segment. No, no, you're giving it away already, man. You're, you're already giving it away. I, I can do that. I'm excited. This is our this is our brand new segment. We started it last week. Win is a win. Our yes, sir, moment of the week. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. And this is this shall be it. On second down, Costello surveys, fires high, and it's going to be picked off. Intercepted by the Hawks. Costello is not fast going enough to take off. No. For the touchdown. Like Catalan, like get out of the way, Chicago. Greg Brooks had it, and he scores on the pick six. Just a terrible, they're a terrible throw by Costello. Simply yeah, it was not a good throw. Pass by KJ Costello. We, we beat you to it there. It was a zone defense, and there was a shallow crossing route coming. And just think how little zone had Mississippi State seen to this point. Zero, basically. Well, like I said, LSU just had to play man all day. And that was dumb. So huge play there. And, you know, what's interesting about that play, too, was it was a kind of a ball-don't-lie situation because the play just before that, Mississippi State fumbled and Arkansas recovered, and somehow they went and reviewed it and still said Mississippi State kept the ball. And then the very next play, Arkansas gets the interception for the pick six. I didn't – I was trying to get the game to come up on my phone where I was, and it would not take for some reason. Tell me I need to re-authenticate. Yeah, I think a lot of people had an issue. Yeah, with that I was yesterday. having a big issue because I tried to start it up, you know, from obviously I tried to watch the whole thing, but sometimes uh, people don't like me with, with electrical devices. So, <laughs> this is a big know. catch right there. That's a huge God, catch in the back of the end zone. Great play. But we, the game, too. Yeah, the big hit there. We I think that was Miles Slusher on that huge hit in the in the um, on Costello. That, it was great. But that was a great play. This was huge. So the defense was really big, obviously. No, this is the Slusher hit Boom. right there. So huge hit. Uh, by Slusher. A couple big plays. I mean, this is a few of the times that Mississippi State actually kind of got off a little bit. Buster Brown in there before he went out. But I uh, was really impressed with this defense. I was impressed with how physical they were, you know, how 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 well they played in the middle. I mean, you got Eric Gregory going after folks right there. He was quick on that play. Literally got him by the lower part of his ankle. So, coming with me. I was really, really impressed with that. Not only that, but I mean, so I know that, you know, Tyler and I talked about this. You and I have talked about this in terms of the defense and, and the linebacking situation. And, and what's going on there and the fact that a guy like Grant Morgan is, is maybe not an SEC linebacker. Do you know who is number one and number two in the SEC currently in terms Bumper of Pool linebackers? And Grant tackles? Yeah. Bumper Pool is number one in and the Grant nation. Morgan's two. And Grant Morgan's number two. Uh, somebody else is like sixth in tackles. Catalan, I would assume. I think it's Catalan. There's the big play to Davion Warren. Back-to-back games for Arkansas with 100-yard receivers. I think that's the first time that's happened in quite some time. Uh, um, after, yeah, especially when you barely throw for over 200 yards or so. Yeah. And so, all right, I'm really going to stop this right here, and we're going to talk about this for a second. So, this happened twice in the game. This was the second time. First drive of the game. Fumble. Arkansas has no issues moving the ball down the field. We get all the – was that the first drive? I don't remember. First or second drive of the game. Yeah, drive all the way down the field. It was right after Boyd went out. We're ready to score. Boyd taps himself on the helmet, takes himself out of the game. And, in, and instead of running out Franks and your one offense, 
You run out. They run out. KJ Jefferson, who's not as big. I mean, well, he's big, but I don't know that he's that much quicker than. He had problems fumbling the football last year. He did in fall camp, and that was the biggest knock on him up there. Was that he needs to learn how to hang on to the ball? He needs to learn to hang on. And you heard that in practice all the way through last season, and all of a sudden you see him late in the season. And this right here, in my opinion, is he still needs to learn how to hang on to the ball. So, so here's I don't my, think he should have been on the field for that play, personally, either. Right, or either one. So they did this twice. My So here's what my, here's what my question or my concern would be in this scenario, too, is, is he, you know, is the issue Arkansas doesn't have a big back? You didn't have Boyd in this situation, so you didn't have a guy you could give the Where's ball Spivey? to. Spivey? I'm assuming Spivey was hurt. Maybe it's COVID. He didn't travel, so we have no so idea what's going travel. on. So he did not travel. Who did we have other than Traylon Smith? I, I'm not real sure who number 20 after that. I don't know who that was. I know that uh, the— We talk about being shallow at linebacker. We're real shallow at running back if that's the case. We didn't think we were, and now we are. Yeah. <laughs> So that's it. Put Marcus Henderson back here. Oh gosh. So I mean, <laughs> twice they go into that into that type of uh, that scenario, and twice it burnt Arkansas. So, including the turnover there. So, I really hope that Arkansas learns from that. We don't we don't try that a, a bunch against Auburn next week. Auburn's a much better defense than what we saw in Mississippi State. Jacobs didn't look bad in this game either. Jerry Jacobs did not look bad. Our entire defensive secondary didn't look bad. And when you and this I play want right here, him to go back to that man right there. Well, I'm gonna that I play. Don't understand. Okay, I want to talk about this play too because I talked about it last night in the fan reaction show. So you see that this is what we're talking about. Obviously, you can't see it since you're on a podcast. We're talking about the this to me was where Kendall Browse was at his best when we start talking about the offense. I think throw he, it to your talent and let them make a play. But I think he made a mistake obviously on the first drive when he when he went to KJ and, and then the rest of the game I thought was inconsistent. Consistently called. Now this play was in the what second quarter, yeah. So five and a half left. This was to me probably one of the better sequences. So the play before this, he goes to Knox on the screen pass. It's a right. perfect play. If you watch though, it's a big man to be throwing a screen pass to. Yeah. So they go on the screen pass, and then if you watch the very next play, so this is the screen pass, and these are back-to-back plays as they're set up here. Now watch, watch Frank's here on the very next play. Frank's going to step back. He pump fakes to Knox, leaves Davion wide open into the back of the end zones. It was a perfect play call. Oh, yeah. And I thought that at that point, I thought Bryles was in a really good rhythm offensively. Yeah. And then he yeah. went away from it. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on the, that. He went to the cutesy plays. He went to the— I don't like cutesy. You don't have the time to be that. You don't have the, you know— the cohesiveness of the unit, in my opinion, to do that. I think a spring ball, obviously, would have you could do cutesy. Yeah, without probably get away with that with you know eighteen to twenty more practices under your belt. Well, at this point, something else to think about too is you have an offensive line that's still gelling everything. Still, your best line is your center. Yeah, and, and well, and think about it: your center, who's a sophomore, and your guards are redshirt freshmen. Yeah, they're all 18, 19, so, 19 I mean, year old. I think we have three 19 year olds on the line yeah. in an SEC setup. Yeah. That's not good. No. <laughs> and, and and so when you're trying to run jet sweeps and reverses and you all this other stuff that it. takes forever to develop, it's going to hurt your You have the speed on the outside to run it. Dude, I don't think TJ Hammond should ever touch a football again. He might oh, as well go play man. defense. That's, that's in my rough. personal opinion. But yeah. I just mm. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, I'm. <sighs> it's a football, you big dummy. Catch it. I'm just you go back to straight varsity blues on you. And we may have gotten to see him at running back if things kept going downhill the way they were. But you know, so I thought that's the one thing about Bryles. I thought you know I thought he I was did so well. Confused. But I did. I think there were times in the game where it was like I don't know if he was just trying to do too much, trying to do something different. 
but it just it never seemed to have any uh, any kind of consistency other than a couple of drives here and there and that was the most disappointing night, the thing about the night to me was that D-back was so confused on that yeah. play the offense had so many opportunities to really blow this game out and just couldn't do it but oh god what a hit and so Cousin Brown hurt himself. Yep. And hopefully, I'm going to guess maybe collarbone based on that hit, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But great play by Bumper Pool. I mean, this defense was flying all over the Dude, place. 20 tackles yeah. in that game. And what, two pass breakups? I yeah. mean, just. Grant Morgan had a pass breakup. I think that was pretty pretty big over the middle, too. Yeah. And think about it. Grant may have had more tackles than him if he doesn't go out with the arm injury early, too. You know, almost a quarter out of the game. Yeah. So Davion Warren, what a game he had, man. That's, so uh, That's what you need out of him, though. Well, you got to have a he's, a he's a game changer for sure. I mean, you'd think that you'd have Knox on one side. You got Mike Woods, who has yet to really another big play by Greg you know, Brooks. Mike Woods is is the guy, in my opinion. I really like him. About time you called a holding penalty. <laughs> Thank you. That was that God. pick by Fushin, man. He had two just great picks right on the. And I want to show you something on this play too. Locker, I talked about this last night on our on our fan reaction show too. <laughs> but I want okay. This is another guy, and then we're gonna we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna get our guest uh, on after this but I want to talk about this because then we'll talk about the second half this was kind of the big play right before the half that stymied anything Mississippi State wanted to do but I want you to watch that number 17 right over there yeah that number 17 is Hudson Clark he's a sophomore walk on walk on out of Highland Park Texas he was one of those guys that that I think a lot of us thought Chad Morris was just throwing pity stuff to and saying come on up here and be a preferred walk on and we'll figure something out that for you that kid's the real deal I was superbly impressed. We're with just that trying kid. to figure out who the hell he was. Yeah, well, I mean, don't who's get, the white guy exactly, in the backfield? Don't get me wrong. When I looked who's up and saw a white guy as a defensive back, I'm like, who is that guy? And so I had to look it up, and it was John David White on the offensive side. But who is so? Yeah, uh, Hudson Clark impressed me. But this play right here in particular, when I went back and watched the he film, played with John Stephen Jones. Yeah, yeah. Watch this play and watch how just the wherewithal of a sophomore walk on to know not to touch this football. He's out of bounds. He could have made that play and ruined the whole play. Instead, he pulls his hands back and he lets Fusha make the play. Just a, that's a headsy play. Look at him. I mean, he pulls himself back. He knows that if he touches that ball, it's a penalty. And Arkansas doesn't get the turnover. That's, yeah, that's just, a huge play. The holding penalty. Yeah. So I mean, and that was huge. For that sure. was huge play in the in that part of the game. So yeah, I'm I was really 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 impressed with Hudson Clark with some of this young talent. This Arkansas's got a lot. Maybe Henry get his first touchdown. Yes, that was big for him. Hopefully that kind of pulls him out of whatever mental block he's had over the this first couple of years on campus. But man, only a year on campus. Well, year and a couple of months. So, yeah. Uh, but again, I think the offense, and we'll talk more about this when we get back. But I think the offense is just, you know, it's still finding its way. COVID times, they're not, they haven't been able to find much in the way of, of uh, you know, continuity. And, yeah, and truthfully, come. though, if you watch games across the country, everything looks sloppy. It does. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, even at your NFL level stuff, it, it just does not look like a well old machine. Yeah, no doubt. So, so yeah. I, so when we get back. We've got a really special guest. Really excited. He was uh, he was part of that, our, our Friday night broadcast of uh, Jonesboro at Sheridan, our National State Sports Game of the Week. Linebacker commit from the University of Arkansas, Marco Avant, will be joining us when we come back. Really looking forward to having him on and talking a little bit about the game Friday night, as well as talking about uh, as well as talking about what happened uh, in the Razorback game on Saturday and a little bit about his recruitment. So when we get back, we'll have Marco Avant.
All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the High on the Hogs podcast. Joining us now is Arkansas Razorback linebacker commit Marco Avant. Marco, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Happy to be on the show. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. And uh, you're making the making the radio tour today. I know you got to jump on with Randy at 103.7 The Buzz today. So uh, pretty cool. And uh, we just we just really appreciate you joining us tonight. So let's talk a little bit. So we got we had the pleasure of calling your game Friday night. Uh, you guys came down to Sheridan and uh, and we got to stream that and, and be on the call. Really impressed with you and uh, and just your size, your ability out there. But let's talk about the game a little bit. You guys kind of seemed to start slow a little bit. We talked to Coach Coleman afterwards. Uh, is that a little bit of product of just being off for so long? Well, I don't think so. I believe we're back in the groove of things, but I feel like we just started slow. We didn't play our type of game. So we would have played our game from the beginning. I feel like we could have ran away with it. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that there was definitely some, uh, you know, a few mistakes there early that maybe a little rust that you guys were able to kick off. But uh, talk about the last three weeks. Obviously, the uncertainty with COVID and, and the fact that you guys have had a couple games canceled. Has that been tough on y'all? Well, yes, sir. I mean, it just gave us time to fix what we, was, what, we was, what we needed to work on from the first few games. So it could have helped us. It could have hurt us. Helping out. So how impressed have you been with Riker Acebo, you know, obviously taking mm-hmm. over for the injured third-year starter cross jumper? Uh, you know, how, 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 you know how, how surprised or impressed have you been with how well he's played in these, you know, especially Friday night? Well, I'm not surprised because he's coming to practice every day willing to work. I'm just happy he's embracing the opportunity to start and be the man. Yeah, he's got a bright future. Great size as well. and got a really impressive arm. I spent a lot of time watching him in pregame warm-ups and was really, really impressed with with his uh, with his demeanor and his ability to, to kind of sling it. So, um, did, so let me ask you, did you grow up a Hog fan? Actually, I think, hang on, I think Andy had a question for you about Friday night. My co-host Andy here is with me. So yeah. I think he had a question about a particular play. You had a play where the ball got tipped up, and it looks like you came down with the interception, and they called it incomplete. I mean, it looked from our view like you had it all day long. What happened? Well, I really can't tell you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it I looked feel like, like I it. had it. Oh, it looked I good, man. Like yes, sir. I yeah. felt like I had it. Yeah, we for sure thought you had it, no doubt. So let's let's talk about a little bit about your recruitment. So did you grow up a Razorback fan? Yes, sir. Around around the, um, my family, everyone's been a Razorback fan, so I just adapted to it. Talk about that special bond of being an Arkansas kid and playing up at Arkansas. It's tremendous to it's tremendous to get to represent your home state and your family and your your favorite college team. There's no better feeling. Is there anything that you're like really excited about? Uh, like, have you thought about running through the A the, for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as did you did you have any other schools that you considered? I considered. Uh, I considered everyone, but I I really my main three were Ole Miss. They didn't offer me Mississippi State. They didn't offer me. And then when Arkansas offered me, I. I jumped on. So connection to Ole Miss, Mississippi State, just just as far as distance, was that the big big draw there? Yes, sir. It all was around my hometown, Forest City, and Arkansas. Period. So 
So what, what, obviously no offers from them, but what separated Arkansas as being that school that you wanted to go to? What separated Arkansas? Uh, I seen their vision. The vision was clear that they wanted to be able to come up. I seen they brought in top tier coaches and the coaches had a plan and then they told me the plan. So I just bought into it. I wanted to be a part of the, the come up. Talk about your relationship with Coach Pittman and, and what's he like as a recruiter? Uh, Coach Pittman, he brought down the earth. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. I just I just like how on a visit they told me what I need to work on and how I could become a better player. I feel like that's crucial in recruiting instead of just telling the player how good they are, telling them what they need to work on. That's the most important thing. Now, all of Arkansas is really excited. Arkansas finally gets over the hump, breaks the 20-game SEC losing streak. You talked about the vision of what they're selling up there and what really excited you. Could you see some of that vision coming into fruition on Saturday in that Razorback win? Yes, sir. It's really coming to reality. So, I, love how the, I love how the defense flew around. I love the, like, their demeanor. Like They, don't, like, they just want to win. They play hard. Talk a little bit about that. Did you get to watch most? Did you watch all that game? Yes, I watched most of it. Tell me what you thought about the just the the defense, the, the how the defense played in that game. I love the defense. I love how I love the three two six defense. It allows the linebackers to be free and get to a lot of plays in the pass coverage and in the run coverage. Where do you think your strength lies as a linebacker? I feel like my screens are getting to the quarterback on blitzes and reading the run, being a run stuff. Well, Arkansas needs some of that. Obviously, depth is, is a is something that Arkansas is is light on at, at the linebacker position. Um, have, have they? Have the coaches, as Coach Odom and those guys, talked to you about potential for early playing time? Yes, sir. They told me. They told me to maintain my weight. Be looking for early playing time at linebacker and on special teams. How much do you weigh right now? Right now I weigh about 212. Oh, wow. I plan, okay. I plan on, they plan on getting me to about 220 to 230. Okay. In between every Yeah. What's your height? Are you at 6'3"? Yes, sir. Yeah. So great. Perfect SEC size uh, for sure. So um, any, so who's a guy that, are there any guys that you're currently working really trying hard that's not committed that you're trying to push to get to, to join you up in Fayetteville? Well, before the season, I was really pushing, but now I'm just focusing on the season right now, my season, in the state championship. All right. How do you feel that season's gone so far? I feel like we started off we started off playing some really tough seven, eight teams, but I feel like they just helping us mature into the team that we want to be when we get down to conference since we um conference has started. I feel like they're gonna better our plan abilities. So What's something, before we get you off of here, what's something uh, that you enjoy off the field that most Hog fans won't know about you? Give me, give us something that, that you just really enjoy doing that uh, Arkansas fans may not know. I like doing normal 17-year-old things, going to the movies, playing the game, being around girls. Gotcha. Like that. Okay. Okay. Normal high school <laughs> stuff. I mean, you know, because yeah. you got a guy like Traylon Burks up there who likes to find the the, the best fishing holes, and and uh, you know, we got stuff like that. So, is there a guy up there that you've connected with uh, so far that that you're excited about getting to play with? Well, 
I went to high school with Deshaun when I moved to when I moved to Jonesboro. I never got to play with him because in the season it was at the end of the season. So I'm excited to be able to play with him. Gotcha. Well, Marco, man, we appreciate you joining us this week and a great game Friday night. And uh, we look forward to seeing you up on the hill real soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. Marco Avant, linebacker, commit from the University of Arkansas. And uh, we really appreciate him joining us tonight. All right. Go Hawks. Yes, sir. Woo pig. Woo pig. All right, welcome back, everybody, for the final segment of the High on the Hogs podcast. Really appreciate linebacker commit Marco Avant joining us. And I'm going to get his name right because the PA announcer at Sheridan never got it right. He was like, Avante, Avanteur, Avante. No, it's Avant. He was all over the place with that. At least I hope, you know, we should probably ask him. Maybe it is Avante. Maybe I was saying it wrong. I'm just kidding. Better not. He would have corrected me, don't you think? I bet he would have. He seems like the guy that would have, kind of guy that would have corrected yeah. me. You know, he's to, not a. To the point, for sure. Yes. I don't think he would have. So, all right. So, back to where we were. We're going to get back into the game here. And uh, we'll talk about a little bit more as we get just a few more minutes of this highlight stuff. And um, and then we'll talk about what we thought about as far as player football? of the game. What? Football? There's football? What football? Where's football? Uh, you got football? You know where I didn't have football? Texas didn't play football. Oklahoma didn't play football. Oklahoma didn't play football. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, man. That Spencer Rattler. Oh, this that COVID kid. cough is killing me right you now. You better get that Rona crap away from me. Oh, man. Another. Speaking of, there's a game I do want to talk about coming uh, across the screen right there. Oh, boy. Yeah, we'll catch up on all oh, that. Yeah. But So, a little bit more about this game as we hop into the second half. You know, this. okay, let's give a lot of credit to this guy, Traylon Smith. You know, tackling water, baby. Yeah, the, and, and he has not been able to make that edge. I thought he was going to be a lot quicker, but then again, you talk about SEC speed from sideline to sideline. Yeah, a little different. But he's all over the place. He's receiving the ball out of the backfield, not just as a screen, but over the middle. You know, he's got he's he's got all the weapons. I think. I mean, he had five catches for twenty-two yards, and then he added, uh, of course, fourteen carries for forty-eight man. yards. So. 3.4 yards per carry. Rakeem Boyd averaged 3.5 yards per carry. The numbers came down because of the, you know, the Davion Warren. Uh, Davion Warren had was two carries, negative six yards. KJ had some bad stuff. So, I mean, overall, 1.7 yards per carry. But 14 for 48 for 3.4 is not terrible. I no. mean, 3.4 a carry will get you a first down. So, I mean, I you know, he, he had a good day. Um, oh, it's just wide open. Just great. Nice to see Hudson get that first career touchdown. Got strolled out there and like, oh, throw me the ball. You know, we, we talked a little bit to Marco with Marco about it. Look at that. I mean, how often have you seen Arkansas just fly to a Stuff screen? A Zach screen. Williams right there. Zach Williams is listed as an oar this week on the uh, depth chart. With in, who? At the Jack with... Da, 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 da. You would ask I me I wish we just stopped that play. You yeah. would ask me that. I should know that. I should have had it in front of me. Stupid and dummy, Steve. I know it. I'm a dumb dumb. Oh man! I don't have it in front of me. I don't oh, know where else. That's oh, another mind, thing. Anyway, like whatever. So, but yeah, I, of course, the defense just—I mean, I think the defense played phenomenally. Again, great to see Hudson Henry get that first score. Uh, saw Burks get it last week. Nice to see these Arkansas guys that were highly recruited, big-time pieces. Look at all the white shirts on that football. I mean, again, I could say this over and over and over and over again. 
the number of we just didn't see this stuff we didn't see this kind of no. thing you know I mean and, and here's the difference too when we talk about the game between they tackled yes we have some people in that secondary that hang on and was a beautiful again golly Joe Fusha, Mr. Loading his trash bag up last week, supposedly, yeah. according to certain people. Uh, I'm glad he didn't. He unpacked that trash bag. I'm glad. He, he must have just been cleaning it out, all the yeah. junk from Chad Morris era. Yeah, That's, it must he, have been. He, he forgot. He still, he still had his Chad Morris You've been high on things. Joe Fusha since he hit, the, hit campus three years ago. Him, him and Catalan have been two guys that I wanted Me, every I've bit been of. been after Catalan since every bit of it. Yeah. It's like, I got to see this kid. They say he's as good as he is, and he, in my opinion, through two games, is as true as advertised. There's no question. And Slusher back there, too, is a true freshman? Yeah. When you think about the age that you have back there, you have... Oh, there's... Okay, uh, again. Way to football. Again. <laughs> That's all I can think of. That's, way I, to go. I just don't understand those plays. I don't understand them. They you make no you sense. You can't run that play. And if you can, you got to have the gel to get it. Yeah. Third and two, and then they're... But again, this is where this is where I'm so surprised. Fusha in the backfield making a big tackle too, though. Again, let's think about this. Obviously, the people can't see what we're watching, so I'm going to set it up. These big plays again, another fourth down stop right here. And if you listened to, I'm going to stop this. But if you listen to, uh, hang on, let me let me get out a call. <coughs> oh Lord, you can hear that over my microphone, uh, right? <clears throat> but if rough. you so if you listen to Mike Leach's post game press conference, they asked him. Do you wish you would have kicked field goals in those situations? And he said, "Yes, I wish I would have kicked field goals in those situations." And and he and they absolutely should have because if they kick two field goals, then it's real tight. Well, they're able to kick a field goal late and potentially win the game. So I mean, it changes the way they would have had to play late in the game. It's a twenty-one twenty game. That's not Mike Leach's style, though. The pirate ain't gonna do that. Yeah, and no, and I agree. Hindsight's twenty-twenty. I mean, of course, yeah. You no, I would stay the same. No, I wish I'd have kicked field goal. We'd been closer. Right, and 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 he said that. I mean, he's you know hindsight's. 2020, he understands. But at the I end, I love of, that dude being in the SEC. I'm not gonna lie. You know, somebody's gonna say something dumb, and he's just gonna let it happen. It's I'll, awesome. I'll say this though, and this is where I think it would annoy me as his as as being as him being our head coach. The way he came out last week in the whole Mississippi State bandwagon and all this other the stuff that they off. did. Yeah, but all this other stuff that they did. And then this week, you've hardly heard a word from him on social media. Nothing. Oh, no. Speaking of somebody else that you hadn't heard really much from on social media, check that earlier, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Once you had that one. B. Walker's silly ass. I can't stand the guy. Man, those Arkansas's got the worst life. fan base out there. They're just the worst fans in the SEC. Well, guess what? Us and our terrible fans came down to your home stadium, and we won. It wasn't pretty. At the end of the day, we won. Yeah. Thank w. you for allowing us to snap <coughs> an SEC 20-game losing streak. Hey, 19, 20, all we can 20, talk 20, about 20. now, because he... It don't matter. On his it's over. His podcast earlier when we he was not take dogging... real spot. Yes. <laughs> when he was dogging Rakeem Boyd and talking about how much better of a running back Kyle Hill was, he was out there throwing out the, well, Mississippi State's beat Arkansas 105 to 30 the last two years. Yeah. Well, Arkansas's beat Mississippi State 21-14 in 2020. There you go. That's all you need to know, Brandon Walker. Mm. Eat one. So... I wish we'd get him on our pod. Yeah, that'd be fun, dude. That... <laughs> 
I bet he's an all right guy. He just, I mean. Well, he's doing his job. Exactly. He's doing his job. I mean, there's a reason why he's got such a huge following on social media. There's a reason why. Big following. There's a reason why he does a podcast on, you know, for Saturday. Barstool. Yeah, Barstool. So, I mean, he's just doing his job. We And we all hate him for it, and that's fine. There ain't that's nothing wrong with that. He doesn't care, I promise you. Absolutely not. bother him. He shouldn't care. It's what he's supposed to do. It's why he makes the money he makes. I mean, he's not an idiot. You know, like I said, white shirts, maroon britches. Go to your son's. <laughs> I'll edit it myself, so we'll have to. Oh, sorry. I might edit you with my coughing. That's all right. You Dear just cough God, when I do it. Man. You do it again, I'm going to knock the phlegm out of you. I wish somebody would. I'm about tired of this Come crap. here. Let me get I'm a so bed. over it. Oh, gosh. I don't even know where I was now. I think we should skip uh, while we're talking about this and go ahead and get an offensive and defensive player of the week up. Okay. So, who you got on offense then? I was going to ask you that Oh, you want first. me to go first? Oh, boy. Offensive player of the game. That's a tough one because they're really – I mean, I guess you got to go Davion Warren. Go Davion Warren and go Felipe Franks. Uh, Felipe Franks for protecting the football. Felipe did really not, well. Not giving up a turnover. 20 of 28. Yeah, two touchdowns, I mean, no turnovers. 75% or almost 75%. Yeah. So – I'm going to go Davion Warren, and here's the reason why. Arkansas has – We've talked about all this talent that Arkansas has at wide receiver. Mike Woods, Trey Knox, Traylon Burks, all these guys. Nobody ever says anything about David Warren. David Warren's been there forever, and he just does his job. Every day, every week, he just does his job. And he finally gets that big game, and he finally comes out and does a big thing. And, and it was it was amazing to see. It was so much fun to watch him. He would have had two scores. I, I think that big play over the over the middle in yeah. the first quarter, like basically, I think it was like the first drive. I don't know. It was the one where we, stu- we stumbled and fumbled. Right. I think that was a little so later. Whatever yes. drive that was. Yeah. You know, had he looked over his right shoulder, he's fast enough. That guy wouldn't have caught him. He'd turn left and go to the corner. Right. And he, he's in the end zone. I mean, yeah. I think he got stuffed around the 11 or something like that anyway. Yeah. That's money. Well, and, and it's and also. That's just an awareness thing. <laughs> and it's also, I mean, Franks could have put that ball a little bit more to the left and led him a little more to where that safety had. had then again, he could have underthrown it like somebody would have last year and it never would have been anything. Yeah, it would have been interception yeah. so <laughs> potentially a pick six in that one yeah, so yeah picks didn't throw it so D- Davion yeah. Warren definitely oh wait uh, make Starkle through all those interceptions oh wait no, they, they both had plenty never mind they both never had mind. plenty uh, Ty yeah. Story did better <sighs> yeah alright <laughs> so who you got on offense I'm going Felipe Franks Felipe Franks well that works we didn't go the same I'm going with Franks on that just for the simple reason of he, he managed a relatively good game uh Kept it together. Got kind of stung early in the first half, and I got kind of worried about him when he when he was slow to get up. And you know, despite everything of what was going on, you know, he didn't lose the game. I, I hate saying it that way because it's a bad way to say it, but he didn't he didn't throw a pick. You he didn't have a fumble. He had that one missed exchange, and that was on him with Davion Warren. But other than that, I, he was accurate. He had a couple plays where I'm like, just get rid of the ball. But other than that, I, I still think, you know, any other quarterback we would have had, we wouldn't have had the chance. So think about this. So you make a good, two touchdowns. But think about this. You make a good point. In Browse offense, who's typically the, the centerpiece of a, of a Browse offense? I mean, it's, it's got a lot a of air raid possibilities. Quarterback. A quarterback. Okay. So you put that much pressure on a quarterback. He's your team's out there only scoring 21 points. Really, your offense only scored 14. Your one and your two number one or number one and two offensive weapons are gone. Are gone yeah. from the second half for sure. And you still don't go out there and try to do too much. You're happy in this scenario being a game manager. 
That's not what Felipe Franks is. Felipe no, Franks wants to push the ball down the field and win games with his arm. But he did exactly what he needed to do as a Razorback quarterback on Saturday to win that game. Now, I, and I'm not. This is. I'm just saying in, in in general. So don't everybody freak out when you listen to this. But just like next week, if we need him to throw for 400 and he's able to, and we win the game, he does exactly. And so I have confidence he in a guy. He his OC. Yes, I have. I have confidence in a guy, in in a guy like Franks who is consistent. And has 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 the talent and has the ability to sit there and do exactly what is asked of him and not get too high and not get too low. I mean, you look at Starkle last year. Starkle had the potential, in my opinion, to be a, an SEC caliber quarterback. Yes. He proved that he's been at two different schools, had a couple big offensive games at, at Texas A and M, right, and had a couple of pretty salty ones with us. But he also threw five interceptions against San Jose State, and. A little too much confidence in his arm. A lot of times, Frank's won't do that. Well, I, think, I don't think Frank's will make one that the experience and leadership he's got. I think he's going to stick to what Bryles tells him to do. Right. And if it's not there, I'm either going to run it, which Starkle can't do. Yep. Uh, or I'm going to, you know, hold on to the ball. Or I'm going to get out. Yeah, I'm not going to. Or I'm going to hit the ground with it. Yeah. He's not going to put it in a bad spot. So I think I think Nick Starkle was too too busy trying to impress Justin Bieber last year um, to <laughs> to win a game. Bieber, Bieber. So all right, who's your defensive player of the game? Well, uh, he's got a funny name. I think uh, you got three options in my opinion. One of them put six points on the board. Greg Brooks. Uh, junior, you've got Joe Fusha with two interceptions, which were total game changers in itself. And then you got the man that plays linebacker that was all over the field and put up 20 tackles. Anytime you put up 20 tackles in a football game, you're going to get my nod. I mean, okay. you are absolutely all over the field. You have to be. So I'm going okay. with Bumper Pool. So I went. I've gone back and forth on this. I want to give it to Jalen Catalan again, but I'm not. Catalan's a beast. 13 tackles, nine solo. Nine solo tackles. I like to get a bunch. I like Greg Brooks Jr. He had the difference, the, the, the game-changing play, but we've already kind of given that play an award. Um, so you're telling me it's Joe Fusha? I, I, I really like what Grant Morgan did. Mm-hmm. I like what Bummer Pool did. But Joe Fusha and his black trash bag caught a couple interceptions on Saturday that were f- beautiful catches. Let's forget about the Bay two interceptions. He looked like a wide receiver out there making catches. You know, you got, you got a boy named uh, Hudson Clark back there. And, and I thought about Clark. That as a a walk-on. Yes. I think Clark deserves an honorable allow, mention for Absolutely. Sure. Didn't allow a single pass completed on his watch. Yeah. The entire second half. That's impressive. Comes in for Buster Brown, who's by far the probably what well, I guess everybody is, believes is the best corner on this team. He'll play pro ball. And as long as he's not jacked up here. I like uh, Jerry Jacobs kept his side quiet the whole time. He did. He, you know, he pretty much I don't know if that was just Jacobs or that's just not where they were going, but Jacobs shut the other side down. You saw very few passes to that side. Well, you didn't hear his name hardly at all. No. And that's a good thing. That, yeah. For a corner, you don't want to hear his name unless it's on interception. That's it. Exactly. Or a big play. And they didn't throw it to his side much. No, that's right. They went to pick it on the other side, and that wasn't the side to go to. Yeah. Of course, you think about it, you got Fusha out there, you got Catalan and Slusher <laughs> all, all back there playing. That's a lot of ball hawking ability at one time. And think about how much development you've seen out of a guy like Greg Brooks Jr., who so Started often in that nickel game. spot looked like he was so out of position well, he's last also year. an 18 year old child well but I mean uh, again I can't call him a child yeah, he's not a, a child. man but I mean again think man about child. that think, man think, child. think about that, that I mean that's 
that's impressive. Again, that just goes back to the coaching and how much better coach this team is. And uh, I loved what Pittman said after the game. He said it before too. When, when he come out and he said, he, he's like, we we're not worried about all that other stuff. We just want the guys that are that were on the plane. We have what we need. We have what we win. need. That's right. right. We're not going to make all these. We need this guy. We need, you know, and that was a lot. Of, that was what Chad Morris would always we say. What we well, need. We, we need to, we right. got to do this. We got to no. Sam Pittman. Barry Odom. It's kind of like the, the phrase, run what you brung. Yeah. You know, in, and that's what in he the did. race world. Yeah. You 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 go to the dance with what got you there. That's right. And he he was dancing uh, into the night. Play that damn jukebox. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, wipe and me down. There was no club dub. There was no nope. ridiculous. There, no. there was, hey, look, they're going to dance that's in the locker room. Okay. Days. What are you talking about? That's different. Ago. That's different, though. Like last year, they literally club created a club in the freaking. Locker room. Club like, what dub, are we doing? Club Dub is uh, closed for business. It was shut down Look, during COVID. The only way Club Dub can ever be opened no, again. Listen to me. Again. Listen to me. If we beat Alabama week 10, open Club Dub. Club Dub will never open. I'm just saying. If you beat Oakley, if you beat Alabama, open Club Dub. Do you know who Jalen Waddle is? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you see how good he made uh, Matt Jones look this last my. weekend? Can I just say, okay, we're going to jump into that. Do you realize how fast that man look, is? Look, hang on. I promise you he is faster than Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs III. I'm just going to go that ahead and That dude is a that. rocket. I'm going to hop this over here so you can see the big screen. Let's get over here to Skaz because that ain't going to help me nothing. Skaz? What are Skaz? I got a sky too on my leg. I had a couple of them. Yeah, some stitch marks. Yeah, nothing like you. Boy, look at Peyton. Oh, big ass forehead. <laughs> Did you see the youngest Arch Manning? Yeah, he's bad. Holy moly! Yeah, that's something. Okay, so let me just and I and I'll bring this up again on Friday's pod, but I gotta address it now. Yeah. Um, Jones. Alabama and Texas A&M. I said last week. Alabama is not what Alabama has been the last couple of years. You Alabama were, is the Alabama from like 2010 to 2015. Wrong, sir. They just want to run the ball. They just want to pound it down your throat. No. 78-yard touchdown pass to open the game. 78-yard <laughs> touchdown pass to open. 435 Jaylen, yards for Mac Jones. Jalen Waddle. Look, I mean, yeah, Mechie, 181 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, just insanity, and they blew the doors off AM. That's not the surprising part. It's what Alabama did to blow the doors off of AM and the fact that so AM tied that game at 14. <laughs> it was 14-14. See what happened. And then was. a pick six happened, and then Alabama just happened for the next three quarters yeah. of the game. Dylan it was Moses. Insanity. They just yeah. went off on that team. Yeah. So they say that somebody else was talking about it earlier today. I heard it. I don't think on the way over here. It, it's a two horse race from what they're saying. They're saying it's Clemson and Alabama all over again. I, I don't think know if you can so. believe that. I just, I mean, they're, man. they're saying between that two and that three, there's a big gap. And I can totally see that when you've got Florida at three and that was trying to give the game away to South Carolina. And South Carolina's like, oh, we don't want to win. Get yeah. away. Georgia Georgia with a quarterback, Georgia will be something. Stetson Their defense looked looking, pretty good against a good Auburn defense. He did not bad at all, that's for sure. He looked good against a, a good Auburn defense. Florida, I mean, yeah, you said they let South Carolina hang around that game. That's a little surprising. Their defense has still got I some issues. Part of that. They they struggled early with with South Carolina. South Carolina had some issues or had had some opportunities there. So, I mean, the, you know, Kyle Trask had a big game. I think Pitts came back down to.
to earth. Obviously, Tony was their leading receiver, six for 86 and a touchdown. So, you know, Florida takes care of business there. No surprises there. Okay, Georgia yeah, Auburn. I'm going back up for a second. Okay. Five receptions for 181 yards. Yeah, that's not too bad, is it? It's only 30.2 yards per reception. It's not too bad. It's pretty good. I'd like to see. Go to the box score on that real quick. I hate going back up here to this, but I'm just curious. Najee Harris, who was a five-star number one running back out of California. Yeah, they got a couple good backs. Yeah. Jalen Waddle, five for 142. I mean, that's just insanity. I mean, they averaged 21.8 yards a catch. 36.2. But, but, I mean, overall, as a team. That's the one that you needed to see. The 78 to Minchie was the opening play. I know. That's what I'm saying. The one to Waddle was the one to watch. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that That dude too. just phew, yeah. off to the races. And it's like, here, I'm Usain Bolt with a football. Come get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Tyreek Hill, holla. It's just insane. I mean, they, think about it. They averaged almost four yards a carry. They averaged almost 22 yards a catch. 22 yards a catch. That's nuts, man. Like, that makes no sense. They didn't need to run the ball. They just, no. Now, Mac Jones ends up 20 of 27, 435, four touchdowns. Did throw an interception, so just throw him off the team, Saban. Like, <laughs> good night, man. Just, Alabama just keeps doing it over and over. Well, what do you expect? Talk about, so let's talk about this game a little bit, though. <laughs> we got to talk about We'll that. jump over here. Oh, boy. Georgia Auburn. I, this is probably one we should talk about last, but, okay, were you surprised about anything that happened in this game? Now, I didn't watch it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch it. I haven't had a chance to go back and watch it. It was on the same time the Arkansas game. But. No, I told you last week after we played, when we played Georgia, we would see what Auburn was made of when and kind of what they'd have or what we might potentially have against them with how this game would come out. Right. Auburn comes out, <laughs> doesn't even score a touchdown, and kick two field goals. Um, it looks like, you know, Georgia's come out there and kind of did what they wanted to, and that was it. I mean, I think they, it was 24 to nothing. I mean, obviously, their foot's off the pedal, mm-hmm. and they're just cruising at this point. And I guarantee they were second stringing it and everything. I didn't even watch it, like I said, because it was on the same time ours was. But, you know, I mean, I see an offense that, what do they have, like, like, it was some staggering number for yards in the first half. I mean, it was just dumb. Right. Like, low. Dumb, low. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had 216 for the whole game. Yeah. I mean, they ran for 39 yards. I mean, like, I mean they ran for they ran for 1.8 a carry, which is basically what Arkansas did against Georgia last week. And and for all that we, we hear about Auburn, they're supposed to be miles ahead of Auburn. I mean, we know they got more talent than Arkansas. And, sure. So In terms of how they've recruited. Oh, um, absolutely. On, on star level, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, but you look at this game, you look at the overall numbers, 440, 442 yards of offense for Georgia. 240 passing. Over, Georgia didn't have that against us, I don't think. No, oh no, that, no. Over 200 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Over, they damn sure didn't have that. We held them under 100. 202 mm-hmm. yards rushing. How often do you hear about that happening to an Auburn defense? Well, I think they had three players drafted off that defensive line in the pro draft or that NFL draft earlier this season. But still, their defense is still really good. Well, it should be. It is. Hey, look, okay, so here's what's the problem. is where I'm expecting them to fail. Uh, the rushing yards and receiving yard leaders for Auburn is the same guy. Yeah. He had eight Big carries team. for 31 yards and seven receptions for 68. That just goes to show you how well Georgia clamped down on those receivers. Mm-hmm. And then you see a guy like Traylon Burks who just ran wild on, on them. I mean, over 100 yards receiving. Right you know, so, again. We actually scored a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, so, what surprised me the most about this game is how easy Georgia made it look. I had all intentions of Auburn scoring 10, maybe 13 points in this game. I figured they'd get to 10 or 13. Yeah. I figured this would be a 20-13, to 23-13 type game, somewhere in that neighborhood. 
Georgia made this look easy. Georgia could have won this 42 to 6 if they wanted to. Probably so. Like, this, uh, where? That's not a 4-7 matchup. Absolutely not. I find it hard to believe to say there's only six teams in the country better than Auburn in this game. Oh, well, and again, uh, weird times. There's a oh, lot of teams of not being I'm ranked not, right no, now. So Damn all that excuses. No, but I but I, I out there and what's played, there's still there's still more than seventeen six teams better than you. Look, but Mississippi State wasn't the sixteenth best team in the country last year last week either. No, it was just it by was default. Very well proven that uh that LSU wasn't the number six team in the country. No, either. no. So I mean, this game, the only thing that surprised Old me about the game was just over there. how easy they made it look. So let's see if my internet wants to cooperate here and we'll go back. No. Come on, one more time. There so Arkansas Mississippi Day, we've talked to that one, talked that one up all. No, we Can't, didn't. We didn't talk about that. Enough. LSU and Vanderbilt, not surprised. LSU did exactly what they're supposed to do against Vanderbilt this time. Miles Brennan actually did what he was going to do. But he did exactly what he did last week against against uh, against Mississippi State. He had over 300 last week. Yeah, he did. You know, four touchdowns. He he didn't do bad. Emory Man, with defense yards. Was monster receivers. Mississippi State had kind of was a confusing part. Yes. Yeah. Well, and again, I think you when, can't run man on that. You can't. But again, this was Watch a team. What happens to Mississippi State the rest of the year? Well, and with we'll people talk. that have good secondaries, and yeah, it's not going to be good. I don't, and I think they won't do well against some of the big, some of the better teams in the SEC. But they're going to find a way to move the ball. Oh, it, of it, course. That's what Mississippi's going to do. That's what Mike Leach does. You know what? I don't care what they do the rest of the year because we don't have to play. Them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But so no surprises there. Figured. I, I did think that game might be a little closer, but that was a lot not knowing what LSU was going to do offensively, and, and really Vanderbilt played so much better against A and M that I thought LSU would maybe struggle with them a little bit, but they didn't. Um, Tennessee just wow. annihilated Missouri. I watched most of that Go game. Go drink. I mean. Oh, they're probably drinking in Missouri. I can promise you that. Meth zoo. Oh, man. They, you know, anyway. So, yeah. Tennessee, again, Tennessee's really not beating over anybody in this, what, seven, eight game win streak they're on. But they just keep winning. That's all they do. They just win. And uh, they, they take out bad teams. And we'll see what happens. I don't know. We'll, I'll, we'll do some. That might be a good matchup by the time we get to it. Hey, it could be. It could be a top 25 matchup. Yeah, very possible. <laughs> Arkansas wins this game, they'll be ranked. Yeah, for sure. So, and then uh, Ole Miss-Kentucky was a fun football game. Ole Miss is going to be a fun one in two weeks. Oh, man. Watch. Oh, it will be because they have no oh. defense. They have zero defense. Oh, I know. Hey, we all, Henry, I don't, you should look. Think about what Lakia Henry could have been with oh, Arkansas. Oh man! Could no you doubt. imagine having? I mean, Grant Morgan's up there in the tackle boxes, like Lakia Henry, Henry and Bumper Pool sitting there together. Mm-hmm. I can't even talk. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> all the more reason if you want your offensive guys to break out. Let's get them as healthy as possible. If they are like so, yeah, we'll talk God, about that. Get those guys. Back. Ole Miss, Kentucky. No surprise. I mean, uh, Ole Miss a won good it. Game. It was it was a yeah, it was a very good game and it. Freaking Kentucky misses the extra point in overtime that lost the game for him. So, oh, a wild man. game. But so, anything that surprised you in the SEC this week? Obviously, not really. No. I mean, oh man, me neither. I'm sleepy. Sound like it. <laughs> me too. So, all right, time for our five minute preview. Quick look at the Auburn game. Look, it's Chad Morris hate week. You guys, that's all the preview you really need. Like, Chode, Chode Morris. Um, I, I, I'm, I'll give all my full thoughts on Friday, but. I like. I won't be there on Friday. Yeah, I'm so. gonna let you give your full thoughts. I'll let you give your prediction. Um, but uh, I like. I like. You can't shut up. I know it. <laughs> I like. You got to talk Friday. Shut your mouth. All right, I'll shut up. Have at it. It's yours. Well, it's like this. Barry Odom beat Chad Morris in 2018. Barry Odom would have beat Chad Morris in 2019. 
Barry Odom will beat Chad Morris's offense this coming week in Auburn. I called it in our early season preview uh, when we started picking a few games. Then we kind of fizzled out. We didn't we did. finish the rest of the season. We'll just do it each week. I'm so sad. But, I mean, it was more fun to kind of pick it and be bold with it. I, I would have picked. It. I would have picked this against A&M as well before we done all this. I know it. Um, a score on it, it, I really need to see if we're going to legitimately have a shot with having Burks or Boyd back, which I don't think we will. Um... With their offense playing the way it is and our defense playing like this, there's a lot of ifs. If Frog had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass every time he hopped. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to give Arkansas 21, and I'm going to give Auburn 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Boy, if I'll that, give them a touchdown. But If that happens, they may they may run Malzahn and Morris out <laughs> right after the game's over. You know what Malzahn's buyout is after this it, season? It's still way up there. 28 million dollars after yeah these guys aren't going anywhere after this year the optics of it would look way too bad I don't think anybody will go anywhere after this year well the optics would just look we've talked about that unless your name's Bill O'Brien and you're right that was great (laughs) that needed to happen a long time ago that's a different animal though that is I mean I know the NCAA is a is a a money making machine but and it makes there's a lot of finances that go into it but that's the whole point I get tickled at listening to the guys on the radio shows who has 28 million dollars I'm like are you that dumb I said come on dude yeah I was like you think if if Jerry Jones or John Tyson or the Hunt family or anything to do with the word or the name Walton wanted someone gone from the university, you don't think they couldn't just come up with the liquid cash to go, we got it covered in one payment if you want it done. Well, and you think about it, we talked about this. dropping a bucket to anything with a Walton family. Oh, yeah. Well, and you think about it, though. We talked about this before. When you look at just the stock prices of some of these companies right now, thanks to COVID and the amount of money, like the the Walmart stock, all that, all those guys are making millions of dollars right now. That's nothing. We'll put a B on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying right now, they're still making a ton of money. So Mm -hmm. that's not, uh, yeah, anyway. But I don't think anybody goes anywhere this year but god it would be so fantastic and that's just talking about arkansas that's not not talking about you know your other schools that are out there yeah but how fantastic would it be if arkansas went down there and gave them i mean it's the perfect chad morris treatment think about it it every time someone leaves from chad morris it gets they get better everywhere chad morris leaves from they get better i saw stat earlier they let he when he left clemson clemson's offense got better when he left smu smu got better when he left arkansas Arkansas wins an SEC game two games left after he leaves. Well, yeah. I guess four technically, but or three games after he left. Don't count so, it because you had a team that was slap ass give up last year. But but what I'm saying is we get we're teams, winning with the talent that he put up. You, you look at uh, Ty Story leaves, gets better, comes back, kicks Chad Morris's ass, gets him fired. So hopefully, thank you, Ty Story. Yeah. So hopefully, it would be Go Charleston. It would be the greatest thing ever if Arkansas was to win this game and it was a normal time and they just said. And they, they pulled the Lane Kiffin treatment on Malzon and Morris and just left them. Where are you going to leave them? Are you going to leave them at Jordan Hare Stadium? Well, I guess they could give them the Brett Bielema treatment and pull him into a closet in the bottom of the stadium and well, say you're fired. On, yeah, dep- <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. Way to, way to go, Jessica. <laughs> yeah. So that would be, I mean. Give him the Petrino treatment and get some pat face. It's supposed to be a motorcycle ride. Uh, you, yeah. <laughs> Chad Morris couldn't get a woman that looked like that to save his life anyway, so they don't have to worry about that oh, one. No. He can't dance, that's for sure. Oh, God. I mean, your own son didn't come play for him. <sighs> I, oh, I, I shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. It was all family. That's not like Go they're... Boomer. I mean, ooh. Yeah, they're, they're doing well, aren't they? How about that? Yeah. Row. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> we've we've rambled enough tonight. What so do we have left? Friday. We did not, we did not grade anything from the Mississippi State game. You want to give grades? Yes. Quickly? Yes. Offense. 
Uh, C. C minus. Defense. A. Plus. Uh, special teams. B plus. Running backs. Ugh. D. I'm okay running backs uh, C plus just because Traylon Smith didn't play well. <laughs> I know it was limited, but Traylon Smith did a good I job. Mean, he was the leading rusher for both teams at 48 yeah. yards. I mean, but he and he was. He was he was impressive. So I give him that. Quarterback. Uh, B. Straight out B. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah. He did enough to win the game. Didn't do anything to hurt us. Good job. Secondary. Wide, yeah, secondary. A. Plus, a plus, 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 plus. Uh, wide receivers. Uh, B. Kicking game. Kicking game, I think. Uh, that Putting in the, the rugby-style kicker yeah. to kick that last punt that was muffed mm-hmm. was a genius move. Well, not only that. He can get away. If the ball is snapped <laughs> weird, he is one that can get away and still kick the ball and get it off instead of running a risk of getting, getting blocked. Yeah. That gets blocked, different game. Yeah. Well, yeah. not only that, let's think about, though, the punt after the Mike Woods screw-up. That oh, gave them the ball speaking back. Speaking of Mike Woods. Yeah, but think about that. What was that about? A, that was a 40 or 50 some odd yard punt. It was a good a punt. Big punt. Just put them all the way back to the 12 yard line. I mean, mm-hmm. this was an opportunity. They needed a touchdown. That's an offense that can score in one play pretty easily. And Arkansas did a great, that was a great job on the, So I'm, yeah, I'd give the kicking game at least a B plus. B plus A. I mean, we, we, we didn't really kick well. a field goal. We didn't, but we made all our extra points and uh, punted well. I thought, I thought special teams played pretty well. All right. Great. They're not really in order, but hey. Offensive coordinator. Oh, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Can I say jury is still out? No. Incomplete? Can I say incomplete? No. Okay, fine. He gets a D plus. You get a D plus? Yes. Well, I was going to give him a C because, I mean, we did win. But, again, this is a Mississippi but, State team that's not going to be known for that defense, and we should have no. been able to run. And, again, Barry he was Odom, handcuffed a little bit. Barry I give him A plus, 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 plus. Oh, God, yes. And Pittman for being as cool as he is on the sideline? Yes. And I didn't mention that. I'm glad you brought that up. That, that, that is some – that had to been learned from him in the Georgia years for the past few years. He's just – That's got to be something from Kirby Smart. Well, but I also think it's just Pittman's demeanor. He is methodical in every way. I mean, he was chill as could be, wasn't worried. I mean, I mean, you'd have watched Houston Nut back in that game back in the day. Oh, he'd have no fingers left. No, he'd have been up to the second knuckle. Yeah. So, I mean, but I think that's just his demeanor. I think he's just a, he's just a cool guy. Like, he just – nothing well, really back. nothing really gets him, you know – He doesn't get rattled. Exactly. And you now, he saw that. some cages after – I mean, on the first half, I seen him mouthing at somebody, and then Mike Woods getting that personal foul. Oh, he foul got in Mike Woods too now. stopped the clock. Yeah. Oh, I was so nervous when that happened. He got I was in. looking at you like, we're going to lose. Yeah. And I hate being negative like that, but when you lose 20 games in a row – <laughs> what do you expect? Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and he got in Mike Woods after that too. So oh, he did. That's. I, mean, I was really impressed with Pittman. See Woods' Twitter post. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He knows so he messed up. I'll take that, it. but yeah, I'll take the blame on that one. Yeah, I'll take the heat to what he said on that one. But no, I mean, I'm. I was. I'm really impressed with Sam Pittman. Really, really impressed with Sam Pittman and uh, and his demeanor on the sideline. He did not look like he was. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't look scared. He didn't look worried. He looked. No. He had his team, and he was. In, and he was engaged with his team as well. So it wasn't like you'd see Chad Morris at times being off to the side by himself, not having any kind of interaction with his team. That's the kind of stuff you don't want to see in in, in Arkansas. These guys just love to play for him. You're right, and I'm glad you said that because that was a big point that I wanted to bring up tonight. So One more thing. Okay. When they were in the 
after the uh, after the game when they're speaking. The if you watched it on Twitter, they talk about it when you hand the game ball and you're a check. Yeah. How about Malik Hornsby being the first for, one over there? Yes. I mean, you're talking about a kid who hadn't seen the field. He's the true freshman, right? And he is the first one there with the coaches and everything, celebrating. Yeah. I mean, he wants to be a part of it. He's there and he's ready to roll. Yep, no doubt. I want to see that kid's wheels. Looking forward to him being on the field in the future. I don't know how much we'll see him this year, but hopefully. Oh, you'll see him some. There's no doubt. We'll see. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Make sure you listen to Tyler and I on Friday for the preview pod of this Auburn game. And uh, looking forward to that one. And our game of the week, the Natural State Sports High School Football Game of the Week, we will be at Malvern breaking in that new press box this week for a top Two matchup in the Jafore. Uh, You're a fart in the seat, aren't you? Out of a monkey, Uncle. I can't remember. You're a fart in the seat, aren't you? That. No, I should, though. Uh, but Ashdown <laughs> at Malvern. Big, big matchup. Going to be a lot of fun. Ashdown's undefeated. Malvern's got two losses, but they are to higher classification schools in Lake Hamilton and, and Lakeside. So, really looking forward to that. Thanks to our sponsors from last week. Uh, Heart of Grace Outdoors, Lost Pizza Company. We appreciate you guys. We wouldn't be able to bring those streams to you guys without it. Remember... We offer those streams at zero cost to the schools, zero cost to the fans. So any help we can get in advertising, we really, really appreciate it. Make sure you guys go see Chuck and the folks over at Lost Pizza Company. This Saturday for the Razorback game, I'm sure they'll have beer specials. They'll have food specials. You can get you a notice. You can get you a redheaded hot chick. You can get you anything you want. And it's going to be in a very funky atmosphere. Boo pig. So I guess that's it. Yeah, we've already rambled. What else you got? Anything else? I don't know. I was rambling pretty good earlier. So I didn't know that. So we have no no rant other than hey Brandon Walker. You can see this. <laughs> I saw it. Like the guy in that Razorback gif. The dude. If you right. <laughs> Dude, the Twitter, there's your ramble. The Twitter feed of Felipe Franks oh. holding the baby with Brandon Walker's face on it. No. Or the one with at the Bryce video. J all day. Oh yeah. That's the one on Twitter at Bryce J all day. You are a genius, sir. Oh you are a genius. Oh boy, that was great. That video is unfreaking believable. If you have not seen it, <laughs> go find the video at Bryce J all day. B-R-Y-C-E-J all day on Twitter and watch the video of it opens with Brandon Walker calling the University of Arkansas fans the dumbest fan base in America and then he splits in all the big plays from the game. It's gold. It's it's Twitter gold. perfect. Yeah. Hey, where's one ramble here? I wonder if this is how the Colorado State fans felt when they beat us. (laughs) I'm not spit water all over my computer. (laughs) You know exactly what I'm talking I about. I hope though. that's not. I don't know. That's not how I felt. Like those guys were having like that. Dude, I went no. home after I left. I just like laid there. I know I didn't get up in the morning and go to the woods. And I was like, I can't go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. Is this yeah. real? I know it. Did we actually win a football game against the SEC team? I know it. Let alone away and ranked. Yeah. Took Sam Pittman two games. Try it. To get his first SEC win and his road win. And a top 25 win. And the top 25. It took, I think, uh, who was it? Houston Nutt won his first first game, SEC game. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember if it was away. Bielema took 10. 
It was a while. It was a while. It was 0 and 8 first year. I think it was 10 or 12 mm-hmm. straight. I can't remember. Yeah, it was 12 for that. him. And then Morris just 20. You know, chowed. Yeah. Ooh. You are the chode. Well, let's make sure he doesn't get another S. Let's make sure he didn't get an SEC win this week either. Yeah. So, well, he got one against Kentucky. So. And they should have lost that game. The defense, too. Defense got a win for him in that game. Yeah. So. Bo Nix. All right. Daddy, you're probably going to need him after this game. His daddy may be the offensive coordinator for the year. Daddy may be the head coach for the years over. Who knows? Very well could be. So. All right, man. Hair gel advisors. It's been fun. It's been real fun. We did it again. Woo pig. I think this episode, like, I don't know. 71. 14. <laughs> somewhere in there. 15. There you go. Make sure you join Tyler and I on Friday. Uh, make sure you join us Friday night. I already talked about that. I think that's it. What time is the Auburn game? Slow. Uh, he, you would ask me that. Let me see. Before you get too loud over there. Before the music cuts us off. Week six. Hurry, hurry. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. SEC Network. The eagle will fly and then die. Don't say that. Until Can't next week. That is a very cool experience. If you've never done it, go down there at some point. Get it. Woo pig. COVID. Woo pig. Go hogs. Go hogs.